The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're so glad that you've joined us today. We are going to cover another great career topic in terms of how you can take control of your own career. So this is one of the biggest issues that I see individuals in the workplace having, and in fact was a big big reason that we joined, that we started this show and that we continued the show, is because companies are no longer going to take care of your career, right? They aren't going to build a nice little path for you, build that nice little ladder that you can just climb up. That isn't going to happen anymore. However, many companies are recognizing the importance of career development in terms of helping you figure out how you want to grow, this is still self-directed, however. It is not a necessarily a proactive process by them where they're going to, again, kind of take your hand and show you where to go. However, a lot of companies are offering you tools, perhaps um, tools that you can use on demand. And some companies are, are getting more involved in terms of workshops or perhaps even management training where the managers or other HR individuals are willing to walk you through this career exploration and career development process. But a lot of it is falling on to you, even if they offer the resources. And so today, I want to talk about how you can maximize your company's career support or, and in addition, talk about how you can do some of this for yourself within your current company, even if you are, even if your company doesn't offer some structured kind of process. So why does this matter? Why should you care? Well, I think the first thing to realize is that although we've been talking about this for a while, there are a lot of you out there who are still sitting around and waiting for your company to help you move forward. And it's frustrating And especially if you're used to your company doing that or you thought they would or your old company did it for you, it can be kind of a letdown to realize that this isn't happening anymore. And so first we got to get over that, right? We got to figure out what we want to do with that. And then we have to take some action. So 
when we're done being disappointed, we can kind of get up and think, okay, so what am, what are you going to do about this? Because the truth is that your company doesn't owe you anything and that you don't owe them anything, which is hard for us to believe, especially those of, of you, I'll say, because I'm not in this group, although I get it. When you've been treated that way by a company in the past that they took care of you, And then most of us in that category have had the experience where all of a sudden it's over. And the idea of career stability, not job stability, but career stability has changed from thinking that this company is going to take care of us forever, of course, to really owning it. And that means quite a few things have come onto our purview that didn't used to be there. And so you're forced in some ways to think about things differently. How do you want to plan your career development? How are you going to take control of it? Again, the nice thing is that a lot of companies are providing some resources. And if they are not, there may be an opportunity to talk them into providing some of these resources if you can tell the right story. So we'll talk about that today. Well, a lot of career programs external to your company and some internal to your company fail to do is help you connect the dots. So your company may be afraid of you career developing yourself right out of that job. They're But most companies are getting over that because, of course, they realize that for you to be happy, you need to be challenged. And for you to stay simply because you staying stagnant is not good for anybody and particularly not good for their bottom line. Right. There's a lot of research coming out over the last 10 years about the cost of disengaged employees. So employees who eh, could really care less, they're there, they do it. And even a lot of costs associated with people who are not necessarily fully disengaged, but not necessarily engaged either. And of course, those costs come in the form of poor customer service, no innovation, um, low productivity, it's pretty easy to measure those costs and Gallup does it pretty well. One of the things that is continually coming up on that list of things that keep one engaged is continuous learning and continuous challenge. And companies have started to figure out that you don't have to leave or even get a new position to achieve that goal, to be challenged, to learn something new. And so they're starting to figure this out for themselves. And my guess is that unless you're really upset with your company, you would love the opportunity to learn and grow where you are instead of having to make a move. So we're going to talk about how you can direct that process. How can you be more engaged where you are by seeking out some of these opportunities. So let's talk a little bit about the career development process as it fits within a corporation. We'll talk about some of the best practices and some of the things to watch out for that, that may throw you for a loop if you try to dive into this process. 
So the first thing is to realize that the career development process is going to start in pretty much the same place, no matter where you're doing it, internal to your job or external with a career coach or reading a book, right? They all start in the same place, which is this internal evaluation of yourself. What are your values, interests, skills, fascinations, some people might call it, or passions? You get to choose a method of discovering those things that works for you. And the more structure that you can provide around those pieces, the better off you'll probably be because we can get really wiggly. And if you've heard my terms, my wooey wooey around this topic, and it can be unhelpful if our search for meaning gets wider than we want it to get. Some of you may want to to do a search for meaning and and that can be a great exercise if you're not looking for that spiritual journey that's okay you can do a much more shall we say tactical hands hands on feet on the ground approach to that discovery as well so lots of different ways you could do that of course lots of different books and types of career professionals out there that can help you do that But it's really about having a clear vision of where you want to go. And I'm a strengths-based gal, so I like to base that on your strengths. What are you not only good at, but get energy from? If we focus on what we're good at, but we hate to do it, eventually we're going to burn out and be in the same place we are now. Don't want to focus there when we're talking about learning and growing. Want to focus on areas where we get energy, where we thrive, if you will. And if you're especially doing this while you're employed, there's no reason not to. So want to start with that internal journey in terms of what you like to do, who you want to be at work, who you want to develop into at work, And really start building and perhaps shifting your mindset to think more about taking control of those things and how you can grow in those areas. And for some of us, that's an easy mind shift. For others, it's not. But if there's a class you want to take, no need to wait for your company to pay for it, right? There are so many free things that you can do or low cost um, through Coursera, through all of those online training opportunities. And many of them are absolutely top notch. You've got professors from John Hopkins and Harvard and, and all of those big colleges that are doing these online classes for free. And it just at least could give you a taste, fill that cup See if it's an area you want to pursue further. It's really about you developing those skills for your own sake in some ways. But of course, also knowing that that is a big part to your career stability in terms of being marketable for the next job. If you're just sitting around doing your job, even if you're doing a great job, it may not be enough to keep yourself moving forward in the direction you want to be going in today. So once you've done that internal work, right, you know what you 
want out of work. And you know what your strengths are. You know what you're good at. Perhaps even some of the things you're good at but drain you that you want to be careful of. Right, You might bring them along to the next job, but they're not an area you want to focus. You want to be careful about how much you shine in those areas just as much as we want to make sure we are shining in the areas where we are where we are finding strength, where we're feeling that flow of challenge and skill put together. So most career programs will have some good resources here. Whether they're assessments, you know, if you're mid-career or later, be careful of those assessments. Sometimes they just tell you what you love, would have loved to have been if you would have uh, started when you were 20. And sometimes they can be great, insightful activities, which I prefer. So journaling, even a card sort or a online um, questionnaire sort of some kind that really get your perspective and your intelligence involved versus an, an assessment which is at your age perhaps just again not going to encapsulate all of the experience that you have and all of the things that you'd like to do. So for instance when I'm working with a, a middle-aged career person and we do the Myers-Briggs type indicator which perhaps some of your companies have or they do the disc you know that is a great personality assessment it gives you some great things to think about but when they start matching it to careers some of them may work out really well but they don't take into account your experience they obviously don't take into account where you work right now and so they start to make you feel like well if I'm going to be happy I have to leave and That's not necessarily true, and there are many other ways that we can have that conversation. So if your careers program at work includes some of those assessments, take them with a grain of salt. They obviously are things that you want to take advantage of. It's just figuring out how you want to use that information as part of your internal assessment and realizing that it's external or predictive suggestive value may be quite low. So we're going to take a short break. We'll come back and continue talking about how you can make your corporate career transition services, career development services work for you. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
the leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now, you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these success stories every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about how to develop your career within your company, or perhaps on your own, but with the idea that you're going to do it within your company. How do you really find out where your opportunities lie and what you could do differently internally, internal to your company? So we start where every good career development program starts, internal to you. What are your Values, interests, skills, desires, strengths, right? What is it that you want to build upon as you look internally for opportunities to do so? And as I said, you know, the more introspective activities, um, journaling, perhaps some card sort or guided questioning can be great to give you some structure and some words, perhaps, and that when you take those assessments, you just want to really figure out how they fit into the process for you. So what is it saying about you? Perhaps you've been in engineering forever and it says that you should have been an accountant. Well, that would have been nice when you were 20. But we can also think about, well, what does that mean? That perhaps I like numbers. Well, as an engineer, that's probably a given. Maybe there's some movement towards finance that would be interesting to explore, right? But you're probably not going to go back to school and become a CPA. So we want to think about how those apply to us. And especially if you see those and you get frustrated, don't worry about it too much. And figure out how it, it can be meaningful or simply set it aside and try a different tool. Nothing wrong with that. So then we move to the external piece. So what do I want to do more of from an internal world? Then I'm going to take that externally and say, okay, so what might that look like at my current organization? What projects might be available to do where I could use those skills? What positions might be 
of interest to move into within my internal company? What is what does that look like internally? And there's there is where the struggle or the rub can become for a lot of organizations because they might put you into a position where your career development is not really considering that company piece. So it's great to know what your possible jobs might look like, why you might love to be an accountant, but if you're doing that in a vacuum, if you're having that conversation and discussion in a vacuum where you're not considering your internal organization's needs or your internal organization's structures, that is going to cause a rub both for you and for your your company, right? Obviously, if they're trying to get you to grow within the company, it's not going to work very well to think about positions that that don't exist there or aren't going to be possible there. So this is where the disconnect can come, especially if you're using a prepackaged career development plan system that was sold to your company. It's going to have you do activities and research, perhaps even focused on the outcomes of these assessments that really quickly start to lead you away from your current company. Great for some of you who might be thinking about making a bigger change or moving companies right away. Not so helpful for those of us who are just looking for a little tweak and how can we do something at work that's going to stretch us and and help us grow those skills without a big shift, a big change, leaving our job. So when you get into that position, it's going to require a little bit more thought on your part to drive those connections, to make those, to make those dots connect. And it, we don't have to make it into rocket science, right? If we have an assessment that comes out and it says that perhaps we'd love to do accounting, but we're an engineer, there might be a lot of different ways you could get involved with something that was more financial, more uh, using numbers in a different way than we're used to in engineering, right? Perhaps we can help with a, a market research project and work with our product manager or our salespeople to to help them forecast the sales and see how that process works or do something that connects that market research to to R&D where we might work if we're in that in that field of engineering so it's really figuring out how you can put those pieces together and look for look for ways to grow those skills First, where you are, that will do a lot for you, right? It will not only help you gain those skills, but help you gain visibility within the company and help you gain visibility for using those skills or participating in projects that that work that way. And we can do a little bit of research before we even start to do those things, and I would recommend that you do. So... That's kind of step two. 
we do the internal piece, then we do the external piece, what might be out there that that's interesting. So within my current company, what types of roles might I look to move into? That's our second step. And then the third step is going to be the research. Pretty similar to an external career development process you might go through. But it's really focused in on what's available internally, what makes sense internally. So one of the companies in the town I live in is a beer brewery. There's a lot of them around. And the challenge for most of those organizations is that people get in at the ground floor because they want to work for the the cool company, right? Everybody wants to work for the cool company. And then you think about what that really means. So you start out in the packaging line, you start out perhaps as a, a beer pourer, a tour guide, but that's not a forever job for most people. What are the possible career paths? Well, if you went through a typical process, you'd probably get things that are none of them inside of a brewery, right? So you've got to be more focused than that. Okay, here are the skills, here are the things I like to do. And then perhaps using your internal intranet where they, they post positions or going to HR and asking for, you know, how could I look at position descriptions within the company? Maybe it's getting a company outline and an organizational chart and really starting to pick apart where might you want to go because here's what happens to a lot of people at the brewery well the easiest thing to get into is sales right there's lots of positions in sales they they churn a little bit more than other positions and so what happens is you end up with a bunch of people in sales who don't necessarily like sales because it was the only place to move And then the only place to move from being a salesperson is being a sales manager. So now you've got a bunch of sales managers that are just there because that was the only place to move. Or you get people going out the door because they get into sales because it's the only place and kind of quote unquote here, the only place to move. And then they end up leaving because it wasn't a great fit for them. So that's what the company is trying to avoid. And it's, probably what you want to avoid too. So this can be a win-win to really look a little bit deeper at those positions. What are the other things you could move into? How do they work? What do they do? And do as much of that research, of course, on paper, job descriptions, even perhaps looking at what other competitors are are posting online, not necessarily because you want to move to a competitor, but because they may have some job descriptions that your company doesn't have that could create an opportunity for your company in a lot of ways. But what is it that you want to do more of and who within your company does that? Now, of course, the best case scenario would be to get a position, but we know that today that may not be possible. So we have to think about all the different ways that we could grow in that direction, even if a a job move or promotion isn't available at the moment. We're thinking more long-term. We're thinking of our career strategy here. And we're thinking of the company and how we can add value for them. And whatever we choose to perhaps suggest to our manager or to request, however you want to say it, we'll get to that in a little bit. 
But however we decide we're going to move forward, we have to be able to demonstrate how it has value for the company as well. So we've identified some of those opportunities. Again, perhaps it's a project. Perhaps it is a position that we think we might like. There's going to be a few steps before we get there, right? Perhaps it's an opportunity to do something even within the scope of our job to do more of X, be a project lead within our, our, our team. There might be many different things that you could do. Job shadowing and, and career research conversations, maybe by some of you, those will be called informational interviews. I'm not a fan of the informational interview term, but research conversations with those folks, that's going to be the next step. So we'll talk about that after we get back from our break and how that's going to look a little bit different than how you might do it if you are looking to make a big move. So we'll be right back after this little break. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy, with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back, and today we are talking about using your resources 
for career development with internally to your company. So if your company has some of these resources that they're offering on demand, boy, that is an amazing benefit to you. I would recommend that you take advantage of it. And we're also talking about how you could do it for yourself or ways that you want to be a little bit careful of those programs and where they may start to disconnect from your current company, especially if they're more of like an on-demand, take these classes kind of thing. So here we are, we've thought about ourselves, we've thought about what we want, what our strengths are, and then we've started to poke around organizationally to see what might be available, what types of opportunities might I be able to uncover, where might I start to get some of these experiences that I'm looking for. This is the point where we want to take a little time out and meet with someone, if possible, our manager, HR, and have this conversation. So before we go too far and we get too far down a road or we start doing any kind of career research conversations where we're wanting to talk to people who do what we think we might want to do, we want to have this conversation most likely with our manager. And it doesn't have to be lengthy. It's just the opportunity to sit down with them and say, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how I can be more engaged at work and how the company might benefit more from the things that I really get energy from. And, you know, you'll have to adjust that language for you and your manager. That may sound a little wooey-wooey, even coming from little analytical me. But really can sharing with them, these are the things that that I want to do more of. Here's how I see they could benefit the organization. So we have to do a little bit of research there. And then, of course, asking them, how do they see that those skills might plug into the organizational's needs? Or is there anything coming up on the horizon where you could jump in and exercise or, or gain that skill while adding value to the company. So this is really a time where you've got some ideas, right? We don't want to go to our manager with problems and and no solutions. So we have some ideas of ways that we might bring more benefit while building our skills, getting this experience that we want to get. And we're fired up about it, right? We're excited to do this. Very few managers are going to have a hard time turning that down. And if your manager does turn it down, we want to Think about the way they're turning it down, right? If they're dismissive, it may be a sign that there's something bigger going on there. If they are interested in helping you move forward, but it's it's not a good time, there's some other barriers, those are things you just want to keep check on, keep talking to them about it, and, and see where it goes. But this is not uncommon. So you may be thinking, oh my gosh, my boss would just die. I mean, why Why would they care what I want? Well, they do care what you want if they're a good manager because they want you to be productive and engaged, right? And if we can figure out that happy medium, that place where we get an intersection of the organization's needs and mission and our strengths and needs in terms of development, there's no reason not to try to make that happen so most of the time when when people are 
shot down in these discussions is because we haven't thought through that other piece enough. And you may not be able to fully know that other piece. So it's those questions that you're asking. And you may start with someone who's more comfortable, perhaps if you have an internal mentor or if your company does offer a career development program, this would be the number one thing that I would hope they offer is a some kind of mentor or program manager who would have that discussion with you to help you flesh out some of those ideas before you go and talk to your manager. Now, it's important that if you have some ideas about things that you might want to do in the next step or you might want to do in terms of projects to use those skills, they've really thought through what you need before you could do that. Are there is there training? What are the skill sets that you may need to that you may need to add on? What is that what does that mean for you before you could step into that kind of project or taking on additional responsibilities? There may be things that you need to do before you could do that. And so having those outlined, understanding what they are before you go and talk to your manager can also be important that you understand this and here's the plan. So when I talk to middle managers about this, I think it provides a lot of awesome opportunities because not only will it perhaps offer opportunity for you, but the fact that you may have to delegate so that you have time to do something new, so that you have time to participate in a new project, will also offer, offer opportunities for your staff. And what a great way to perhaps get them more engaged by letting them take on something that fits better with their strengths or gives them purview to something else in the organization, gives them some development opportunities. That's usually when we as leaders get in trouble, is when we stop thinking about that development of our people and we get so overwhelmed most of the time when we're overwhelmed or too busy it's because we're trying to do everything right and so giving our our people an opportunity to grow is is the important piece of that so we've done our our homework here we've done a little bit of background and we're simply having a conversation with our manager about and it it could be with your annual review it doesn't have to be. You're just having a conversation about here are some opportunities you'd like to take advantage of. What do they think? How could they offer value to the organization? What other opportunities might they see for you to grow in these areas? And it's not going to be a short-term thing. And I would be especially careful about how I approached this conversation if I was in the millennial generation and talking to a boomer boss because they're already going to have some preconceived notions that the media is very helpful in in helping them build that you want to hop, skip, and jump right into leadership. That's not what this is about. And in fact, if we have in our head that the only way we can get where we want to go is a promotion, we're probably going to be disappointed. We have to have other ways of exploring and contributing that don't require that prom- promotion because the 
truth is that that's just setting ourselves up for disappointment, right? That may be possible, but that's not what this conversation is about. This conversation is really about your career development, what you want to do more of, where you want to go, and how you can contribute to the company right now while you're learning those skills. And it's really about where you are right now. And if we can keep it there, you'll be much more successful in this conversation. And it'll position you, perhaps, for a promotion. There may be something that we don't know about. But if we make that the focus of this conversation and this exercise, we're really putting ourselves at a asset at a disadvantage. So keep it focused on your career development. Keep it focused on what else you can you can take on, contribute to, to grow these skill sets that you've identified that you want to grow. And it doesn't have to be huge. In fact, little things may be a better fit than big things because they won't disrupt the organization. And if we are looking to stay and grow where we are, that's got to be an important consideration. We're looking to build a bridge between where we are and where we want to go and where the organization is and where it wants to go, right? There's all of those factors to consider. And so there's going to be little steps and maybe it will lead to a big, huge step we weren't expecting and that could be great, but start small. Again, participating on a project, maybe shadowing someone else, although we have to think about that and how that's going to add value to the organization, Cross-training, perhaps if that's something that the organization has deemed important already, that can be a great way to get some additional skills. And again, considering all of those lateral, horizontal growth opportunities and not necessarily pushing for the, the vertical, promotional kinds of opportunities. Now, the other piece of this to consider is what's going on in the market. So, if you are in, let's say you were in semiconductors five years ago, would have been a, well, maybe even 10 years ago, would have been a great time to look around and say, hey, you know, this market's not doing so hot at the moment. And maybe there's some other skill sets I could learn while I'm still working in this company that'll help me move. So there's that bigger market piece that you could add in if you if you're wanting to, or if you're seeing some changes in your industry that disturb you, that would be a good thing to do, to start looking at not only what you want to do and what the company needs, but are there some skill sets or some types of projects that you could participate on that might even help you should things go badly? It's a hard thought for all of us, but an important one. So, Take, for instance, an engineer, and I work a lot with engineers, so that's going to be my example for today. But think about an engineer who's been an engineer for a while and wanting to get into product management or program management. That is a hard move, especially if you're in software, because there's tons of developers, but you only need one manager for every, what, 20, 25 developers? So those positions can be very challenging to find and to get into because there's a lot of competition there, even though you'll read in the news that, you know, there's a huge opportunity in software, yes, 
but at least where I am, the management piece of it, not so much. So what else could you do, right? How else could you get those skills, start growing in that direction, start making yourself more marketable in that direction while you are where you are? Little things, leading the project, get involved in those project meetings, right? You're not the manager, but you can take that, those leadership roles when they're available, training new developers that come in on your team. There are lots of ways, again, depending on your strengths and what you want to learn, that you could, that you could grow laterally where you are. Perhaps there's even other skill sets outside of, of management that you'd like to learn, maybe in terms of even sales or, or product development, bigger term business development, right, where you're looking at what the business is, is needing. How can you get involved in those meetings? You don't have to lead them, but how can you start exposing yourself to those opportunities and getting seen as someone who thinks in that way? That's the... That's the end goal here, is to start building the skill sets that you would need to eventually get there by participating in projects, conversations, whatever it might look like, classes, right? Taking, taking classes that would give you those experiences and understandings that you need to move forward. So we're going to take our last break here and come back and kind of put the pieces all together. If you're looking to develop your career on your own or within your current company that you want to do to make sure you've covered all your bases and can move forward in the way you want to. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking about your career development and how that can happen internally to your organization through perhaps a program that they offer or some of your own efforts. So, you know, hint number one, step number one is to talk to your HR person, see what they offer. You know, you never want to underestimate the opportunities that your company might offer, I work with an organization that has purchased one of these pre-packaged career programs and uh, nobody's using it. So that is a challenge, of course, time-wise. However, sitting with your head down and doing a great job is perhaps to most of our frustrations not going to do you any good. In the long run, you need to be good at your job. You need to excel at what you do. And it's unfortunately not enough. We also have to be taking the steps we need to take to build the relationships that are going to help us to move forward and to have the clarity and initiative that is required today to build those relationships towards something, right? No one's going to do it for you. And even if you're well-known by the people that are way above you, if they don't know what you'd like to do or where you fit, they're going to have a hard time or they're going to promote you into positions that don't make sense. And again, not going to work out in the end. So you've got to have that clarity. What do you want to do more of? What are your strengths? Then we've got to find out how can we use those more? How can you make those more visible? Being on projects, being in meetings, whatever it might be that you discover in small ways, you can make those strengths and skills more visible and find opportunities to grow those skills. So You're sitting down, you're really thinking about, okay, to get to where I want to go, to be able to use more of these skills, what do I need? What classes, what experience? And then it's really up to you to go out and get it. And this is where I would encourage you to think outside of the box and to really take ownership. Sitting around and waiting for your company to pay for a class is really not necessary today. I have this conversation with some engineers that I know because that's how the process should work, right? It's just not necessary, right? Go take some of those free classes. Go and get the skills you want to get. You don't have to pay an arm and a leg for it. And when you've figured out what you really want to do and you've gotten some of the basic skills and education that you can get, then that might be a great time to go and talk to someone to get the next level of training. The other pieces as you're doing those things, as you're taking on new projects or sitting into meetings, 
you'll also become more familiar with who the decision makers are and how the process really works. Having a conversation with one of my clients about wanting to get classes paid for, and he keeps talking about going to his boss. And although I agree that conversation needs to happen, the dollars, the funding for educational support don't necessarily have to come from your department, right? Many HR departments have, as part of your benefits, an educational amount of money that you can access. And so, you know, don't limit yourself. Talk to your boss and say that you're also going to go and talk to HR about what the global benefits are for your education so you understand. And they might be thrilled that you're not trying to take it out of their budget, Right? You're using your resources that the company's providing. And maybe you don't have an educational benefit, but there's no reason to have the conversation and to ask what are the options, what are what are the support that you might get from the organization globally, especially if there's not budget for your boss to put it within the department budget. So thinking outside of that box and really taking control, taking initiative, the wonderful thing about this is that even if that is the only initiative you can show is to do your research and figure out what your options are, you're already becoming more visible as someone who wants to push the envelope, as someone who is taking control of their own development. And it may be interesting just to see what that alone does. It's one of those interesting phenomenons that I see in a lot of companies where the person who may get the promotion that you want is that person who's not even as qualified as you are, but who has been vocal about their initiative and desire to do something different. And if they've been clear about what that something different is, and it even somewhat aligns with this open position, Lots of times companies will move that person into that position to keep them. They don't want to lose that person and they know that that person is looking to make a move. So be that person, again, without being pushy or entitled, because you're taking the initiative, you are taking the ownership, you're not expecting anyone to do it for you. It's based on you knowing what you want knowing what the organization might need, and building your skill sets in that direction. Finding that that bridge between the two and really taking action to better yourself in that direction. Not expecting anyone else to do it for you. Not assuming that you'd be great at that product management position because you've been an engineer for 10 years. There are things you need to learn. And if you're going to take the initiative to do that, you may be surprised at what you find your company responds with. So once you are executing those actions, it's, that's when you make sure you're staying connected to what you want, what the company wants as you're, as you're taking those actions to grow in that direction. And this is an awesome time in especially the U.S. economy 
to start having these conversations with your with your boss, right? We are entering the quote-unquote war for talent and people are struggling to get qualified applicants. They don't want to lose you. You don't want to hold that over their heads and it gives you an opportunity if you're clear about what you want, clear about the value that it offers the organization, it does give you an opportunity to grow and to do new things and to increase your skill sets and your your relationships and visibility because that again is your career stability forget about job stability forget about staying in one place forever it's now your opportunity to build all of those tools for yourself and perhaps even do a little bit of it on your company's dime so that you can be prepared when the next move happens And we're always here at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com to talk with you about any questions that you have. Next week, we will have an awesome guest. Excited to have um, Susan Witt come back on the show. And we're going to be talking about brain-based strategies for avoiding stress, so something we all need. And we look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.